Welcome to the messages of Cornerstone Anglican Church. His ghost is a fire, a holy flame burning wild. The Holy Spirit brings God's gifts to us as we need them. Listen as Pastor Andrew unpacks these gifts and how to use them. Good morning. Welcome to our service this morning. We actually had four readings for this Sunday. One coming from Numbers 11, verses 24 to 30. And that's the story of when God got Moses to share the load, to share the anointed ministry with some of the elders of the tribes. And he gathered 70 of the elders together made them stand around the tent, and then the Spirit of the Lord that was on Moses came upon them, and they all began to prophesy. And it's so obvious to the people of God that the Spirit that they'd seen time and time again, Moses was there now on the 70 elders, although a couple of the elders were late. Eldad and Medad were actually still in the tents, But the Spirit came upon them in the tents and they began to prophesy in the Spirit of the Lord. So when God chooses you, there's no way of getting out of it. So many men and women of God over the millennia have found that you can't out-argue God. You can't convince him that he doesn't need you to do what he's destined you to do. And for some of us, that time and that ministry comes because of circumstances. Unaware, the problem arises, and lo and behold, you're on. And that's what Peter found this day, Pentecost Sunday, nearly two millennium ago. His first sermon to a crowd that wanted to know were they really drunk or was something else going on? What had happened? Jesus had told his disciples to wait for him in Jerusalem until the coming of the Holy Spirit and that they would be all baptised in the Holy Spirit and that they would then be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that's exactly what happened. But Paul tells us there was something like 500 people there in one place who showed Jesus resurrected. And yet when we got to the day of Pentecost, there was only 140 left. But the disciples were in an upper room, doors closed. They did not know what was coming. They knew who was coming, but they had no idea what would happen. And like most of us, they wanted it to be a private affair. But the Holy Spirit often does nothing privately. And this day he came in as the sound of a rushing mighty wind, flames of fire on the head. The doors are opened, they're out in the streets now and a crowd is gathered around as these guys are speaking in other tongues. And every member of the crowd who were of different nationalities heard them praise God in their own language. And so there and then, Peter gets up 
And he says, we're not drunk, tell you that. This is what God promised Joel, that his spirit of God would come and would come upon all of his people, the young, the old, and that they would bring about manifestations of dreams and prophecy and healings and that the presence of God would be so obvious upon his people. This day of Pentecost, this arrival of the Holy Spirit, is seen to be the birth of the church, a church that now has over 2 billion members. A small group of people simply following what God asked of them, selling themselves out to God holus bolus, without reservation, were able to turn the presence of Jesus into a mighty church of many different nationalities, of diversities, and of incredible men and women of faith, love, and care. With the Holy Spirit comes a series of gifts that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 to 13. He says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. And it's the same Spirit who distributes it, so he chooses What you get is part of your destiny of what you need from God to do the ministry he has called you to do. Not what he's called me to do, but what he's called you to do. Paul says there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. And we need to get that really right. Gifts aren't given for us. They're not there for our benefit, for our glory, for our prestige, for our self-satisfaction. They're there for the common good. They're there so we can serve others in the ministry of God. That we can bring the benefits of the cross of Jesus and his resurrection and new birth into people's lives, a touch from God, a turning around, a repentance that brings them into credible presence with God, which was achieved by Jesus' death on the cross. And then Paul goes on, there are different kinds of working, that in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So each of these gifts have a different purpose, a different working, a different way. He starts with what he calls the message of wisdom or the word of wisdom. This is basically having the right word at the right time for the right reason, for the right person. Sometimes I found myself in a situation talking to somebody or counselling somebody and they've shared a number of things and I'll see the exact thing that God wants to attend to and he does. When we were working in Teen Challenge, one of our lady counsellors said, could I sit in on an assessment for a new worker? I said, yep. So I sat in, she did all the assessment, went through 20 questions. This lady was absolutely perfect, a dream worker, just the lady you want. And our lady counsellor said to me, Andy, you got any other questions? And I looked at this lady and I said, how do you get on with your husband? And she almost fell off her seat. In fact, she literally moved. When she settled herself down, she says, we don't get on very well. I said, God wants you to go back to your husband, get it right, and then when it's right, come back and see us. Never saw her again for a couple of years, And I was invited to speak at Vision College in Sydney. And after the first session, there was a break. And this lady from the back of the room 
came down the aisle dragging this guy behind her and it was that lady. And she came up to me and said, hey, this is my husband and we're going to be missionaries together. So it's the right word from God in the right situation. Then there's the message of word of knowledge and this comes in different ways but it's a fragment of knowledge. Sometimes past knowledge, sometimes current. Remember doing a mission in Lockhart in the Riverina and prayed for a young guy after the service and he had this incredible fear. So we prayed and as we prayed I saw this car driving off a curve and going into the trees. And so I said to him, does this relate? And he says, yes, that's exactly what happened to me. He had a car accident, gone off around a bend and landed in the trees. He says, that's when the fear began. And so we prayed and he never had that fear again. Then it goes on to the gifts of healing. We've found over the years that the gifts of healing has been something that we've commonly prayed. Seeing people have been healed in spiritually, emotionally, relationally and physically. And it's just been an awesome thing to see God do things in people's lives. There was a young lass who was brought up in a Christian home and she had come to the mission that we had at Melbourne University and she was there in a seat as I was preaching, saying to God, I'm going to go forward to this preacher and if you're there, God, because she had really felt that God didn't exist for her, if you're really there, God, then I'm going to say to this preacher, I've got a sore throat. He's not going to pray for the sore throat. He's going to pray for my real problems. And so she came up and I was just coming on the line and stopped in front of her and she started explaining about this sore throat. And I said, that's fine, let's pray. And I prayed that God would heal her deep emotional hurts and pains. And he did. She floated back to her seat knowing that God was for her. Then there's the gift of faith. And that's a hard one to nail. It's not our normal salvation faith. It's not our normal following Jesus faith. This is an extra amount of faith that we need for special projects. And I guess for us, the building of this church needed this sort of faith in operation. We needed this gift to make each of the steps that we made one at a time to see God put together what we think is just an awesome church. We then have the gifts of miracles and they're over and above events, things that couldn't happen in the normal. People want to dispute them, but God does them. The gift of prophecy is a word from God. remember having a word for our executive director in Teen Challenge and I said, Lord, if you want me to give this word to him, then he's got to ask for it because I don't know whether this is simply my rebellion or you. And so a couple of nights later, he asked me if we'd go for a walk. And he said, why don't we sit down for a moment? And he asked me directly about what the word I'd been given. And I gave him the word. And he said, yeah, that's right. It wasn't a good word, but it was the right word. That's what prophecy is. The next gift is the distinguishing between spirits or the discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits is extremely important because it gives us the ability to discern if something that's happening is of God or is human origin or is of demonic origin and likewise whatever the origin we're able then to deal with it in the power of the spirit. Then there's the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. 
back in 2002. I'd come out to a service to see what St. Jude's was like because we'd received an invitation to come and do a weekend program. And I'm sitting in the back row and the service is going on and there's a tongues message and the leader asked for interpretation. Nobody had it. So we started singing and I realised as we started singing, I had the interpretation. I came forward and the word was that the glory of God is upon this church. And it is, and I want to tell you it hasn't left. God's glory rests upon us as a church because he's raised us up to do a particular work in this day and in this hour. Now let me say, these gifts are tools that God gives to us to bring benefit to the lives of others. They're not for our benefit, they're not for our glory, they're simply tools of God that God gives to them as we need them to minister the hearts and lives of broken and fallen people, to bring the effect of Jesus' cross into their life and to bring the healing power of God into the very depths of their being. Let us pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we really appreciate what you do and how you do it. Appreciate the way you challenge us and use us. Lord, we ask for a double portion of your spirit, that we can impact our generations with the good news of the kingdom of God and see that the inheritance of those that was achieved by Jesus on the cross might come to them. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like to hear more great messages, check out our Facebook page or look us up on the net at cornerstone-church.com.au.